As soon as I got the email from Airbnb that a review was left by her, I knew it was going to be bad. Unfair, but bad. I didn't even want to see it. I wasn't ready for this fight. But after about three days of denial, I finally left an honest review for her so that I could see what she wrote about me. Welcome to another episode of the Superstar Superhost Podcast. I'm your host, Lola, co-owner of Lux House and Home and a five-star superhost with Airbnb. Before I get into this episode, let me just take another minute to breathe and be grateful for coming out of a potentially horrible situation unscathed. I did my last episode on ratings and reviews in general and how they can affect a host versus a hotel. I talked about the difference between the two types of star rating systems. I also discussed how review-driven the Airbnb business is. If you can, take the time to listen to that episode before this one, and that will make this episode so much more meaningful. So this past week, I took a few days off from the podcast because I was a bit out of sorts after receiving my first negative review. It was a devastating blow, and although I knew it was unfair and unwarranted, I needed some time to sit with where I went wrong and how I could make it right. I just needed some time to fix it. What many non-hosts don't see or understand is that hosting a home on Airbnb is not as simple as decorating a space, listing it, and then waiting on guests to come and pay you to stay in it. There are so many layers to this, and if you're anything like me, you take the business very seriously. You put in the extra time and you go above and beyond and you work hard, not just because you want your business to thrive, but also because there's a deep sense of pride that I experience as I rack up those five-star reviews. It means something to hear positive feedback guest after guest after guest. It's like getting a Christmas present every few days instead of once a year. I feel worthy of the praise because I know how much time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears I've put into this business. I got into this business in August of 2019 with one property. Less than three months later, I added another property to the books. And since then, I've hosted over 100 guests. I've received super host status twice. One of the properties has been invited to join the Airbnb plus level of homes. And we have survived and succeeded during a pandemic, all while maintaining solid five-star ratings and reviews for both homes. That doesn't just happen. There is a tremendous amount of work that is required to get here and stay here. I have loved it all. So it's no wonder why a retaliatory review would devastate me to the point of taking an entire week off. So what happened? Because of COVID-19, many hosts originally thought they would be sitting empty for quite some time as the travel and vacation industry came to a screeching halt. However, what ended up happening in many states is that they began to open back up, not to mention having a president who continuously makes light of the serious nature of the virus. So people, especially young people, started to book homes to engage in the activities that they already pre-planned before COVID struck. College students having graduation parties, spring breakers, birthdays, etc. They wanted to enjoy the company of friends and to have a good time no matter what. And that brought on a lot of partiers to homes like ours. 
It was getting so bad that Airbnb themselves started trying to block these types of guests from booking whole entire homes within the near future if you were under the age of 25. So within the last three weeks, I've had the displeasure of hosting a string of guests who broke at least one house rule. Anything between going over the guest limit per night, to having such large parties that the entire driveway was filled with cars, to finally my last straw a guest who smoked inside the home. After hosting over a hundred people, I have learned that I can deal with a lot of different things, but smoking in the home is my ultimate no-no. It's too risky in terms of causing a fire or smoke damage, and it's very time-consuming to get rid of a smoke smell. I make it super clear over four times to any guest before they book the homes, no smoking of any kind allowed inside the home. It could not be more explicit. So when I walked into the home to inspect after this guest checked out that same day and I smelled the strong, strong odor of marijuana, I just lost my marbles. I actually went against my own advice and allowed my emotions to take over. I did the worst thing a host could ever do and I sent her a message while I was upset. Luckily, I did not address her in a disrespectful way, but I clearly expressed my outrage. My specific words were, You smoked weed in my home. Yep, all caps. What was I thinking? Truthfully, I wasn't. I was overcome with a mix of emotions. After several weeks of bad guests, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Not to mention I had another guest checking in that same day in under three hours. Housekeeping is almost always slammed on the same day check-in, check-outs. So now with this strong weed smell and ashes left everywhere, I had no idea how they were going to get the house ready in time. Let's just say it wound up being a major group effort blended with acts of God to make it happen. Even still, I had to delay the next guest check-in by an entire hour. It was not a good day. So by the end of the turnover, I decided to send the bad guest a bill for $75 to cover the extra cleaning time, which is more than fair. I was clear with her that I had evidence of the violation and that I was going to channel it up through the Airbnb chain. Of course, she denied smoking in my home and then out of sheer and utter retaliation, she left a review. As soon as I got the email from Airbnb that a review was left by her, I knew it was going to be bad. Unfair, but bad. I didn't even want to see it. I wasn't ready for this fight. But after about three days of denial, I finally left an honest review for her so that I could see what she wrote about me. Her written review was one line, quote, accused me of smoking weed in her home, end quote. That in of itself is actually true and I had no intentions of arguing with it. But what killed me and what kills most hosts was the low star ratings that she left for the home. For those that don't already know, on Airbnb, you are rated on several factors individually, and then you receive an overall star rating one through five, with one being the worst. Guess what she gave us? Yep, ones all the way down. Accuracy, one. Check-in, one. Cleanliness, one. Communication, one. Location, one. Value, one. Overall rating, one. So what happens to a five-star rating when you get all ones? You drop down to a 4.89. Devastation. A 4.89 to some may seem totally fine, and in all honesty, it actually is a great rating, but the idea that I could be rated a one for things that had nothing to do with her experience, the idea that someone else could see these one stars and think anything less of an otherwise stellar property and superstar superhost, 
I just couldn't deal with it. So instinctively, I kicked into my fix-it mode and submitted a case to Airbnb to have the unfair and untrue review removed. And this is where things got challenging. But first, let's take a quick break because I sure need one. At Lux House and Home, our decor is specifically noted by guests who have stayed with us. We've had people literally ask us to decorate their own homes. Well, I don't know about getting into that business, but I am always, always happy to share my knowledge about anything I've found to be useful in our Airbnbs. Check out the show notes for my affiliate links to Amazon for things that I've personally purchased and have worked very well for us. I only recommend what has proven to be great quality. I hope you get the same results. And remember, Lux House and Home is part of a sharing community. Follow us and follow the journey. Okay, we're back. So now I've engaged the claims department at Airbnb to have this ridiculous and retaliatory review removed. But of course, with the backlog of COVID-related calls right now, my first attempt to reach Airbnb left me on hold for over 45 minutes, the second time 35 minutes until I finally reached a case manager. Keep in mind that I had barely slept for two nights in a row prior to this call because when I get nervous or stressed about something, my mechanism to calm myself down is to do a whole lot of fact-finding and research. I was up to the wee hours of the morning reading and absorbing any and everything I could find to fill out whether or not I would be able to have this review removed. And you know what? It wasn't looking too good. So many times I would read about some host story that they were not able to get their bad review taken down. And so many times I'd read about hardworking hosts like myself who became disillusioned because all that hard work was thwarted just from one bad and unfair review. It was so difficult to find anyone who had success with a review removal. I was beginning to accept that this had happened and I'll have to find a way to work around it. In case you're not aware, Airbnb does not play games when it comes to removing reviews. They basically have a clear set of policies that must be violated in order to have the review taken down. To save you the trouble for looking for it, here is their policy in a nutshell. A review will be removed if the review is in violation of Airbnb's content policy, the review is biased, or the review is irrelevant to the author's experience on Airbnb. So as I'm reading this and rereading this, The best argument I could come up with was the defense of relevance. Her review said, accused me of smoking weed in the home. That's not relevant to the home and her experience as a guest in the home. So now I'm sitting on the phone with this case manager and hoping that he sees my side of the story and uses his discretion to do the right thing. This is where my rational and unemotional business mind came into play. I stayed calm. I stuck with the facts. I used words like unfair and retaliatory and slanderous and irrelevant to hopefully show some proof that I have done my research and I'm aware of the policies. And hell, I even mentioned this podcast as a way to express how seriously I take the role of being an Airbnb superhost. I felt like my fate was in the hands of this man and this was my only chance to present my case. So I did so in the most professional manner possible. And then we hung up and I let it go. Was I nervous? Yes. Did I replay the whole ordeal over and over in my mind? Absolutely. But after three days of no response from Airbnb, I began more and more to embrace the fact that my emotional decision to confront the guest about her rule violation was a mistake. And this is how I'm going to pay for it. This is my punishment. Even still, I was so disappointed that one angry guest can just shut down all of your success and hard work. 
Just as I was licking my wounds and waiting for my fate to be revealed to me, I got the call from Airbnb. Same case manager. He was super friendly yet very professional about his investigation and then he said the words that I was praying to hear. After a thorough examination, we determined the content didn't contain enough relevant information to help the Airbnb community make informed booking decisions. For this reason, we have removed it. You don't understand the level of joy, relief, and vindication I felt in that moment. It was like I won the lottery. I was so happy that Airbnb, and more specifically this case manager, took the time to really study my case and see that I had done everything right and this guest should not have the ability to get away with violating a major house rule. The decision on their part to remove the bad review reinvigorated my faith in the platform and in being a super host. It was confirmation that in this business, hard work pays off and is recognized. So after I calmed down from the high of being released from the review hell that I was in, I took some time to reflect on what I could do to avoid this situation in the future or handle it better if it were to happen again. The first and foremost thing is to refrain from anger. Do not send one word to the bad guest until several days later, after you've had time to calm down and see things more objectively. In my case, I was always going to be pissed off that this woman smoked weed in my home, but I definitely would have approached the possibility of compensation with less harshness if I had given myself to calm down. Another thing I've implemented for now while COVID is still bringing out the partiers and the rule violators is I copy and paste my own house rules in the form of a string of questions to any guest who has zero previous reviews. What I mean by that is if a guest wants to book the home, I will send a message with questions like, one, are you aware of the house rules? Two, do you agree not to smoke in the home? Three, do you agree not to have more than 10 guests in the home at any given time? Four, and so on and so on. So the point is, I take the house rules that have already been listed and shown to them several times prior to their booking message, and I put it in forms of questions that they have to give yes or no answers to. What this does, I hope, is it allows the potential guests to think it through before they book the home for things that they shouldn't do. It also protects me because if the guest answers yes or no to these questions, that can act as sort of a written contract that Airbnb can see if I have to open up an investigation on this guest in the future. It may come off as doing too much, but I think that we are in unique times dealing with unique guests, and so our vetting style must also be unique. So far, I've only had to send this interrogating message to one potential guest. She didn't respond, but then less than two hours later, an entirely different person asked to book the same exact dates and answers all the questions without me ever asking her anything. So there's the red flag that the first person is using the second person to book the home because the second person has two five-star reviews, but the first one has zero. I also could just be paranoid, but after what I went through, I'm not taking any chances. I strongly believe that once COVID clears and normalcy resumes, I'll be able to relax on the strict vetting of guests. Until then, this is how it will have to be. Bookings won't slow down, but they will hopefully become higher quality. I want to take a second to express what I think Airbnb could do to make their review system a bit more fair and less stressful for hosts. Even though I experienced a positive outcome with having an unfair review removed, many hosts do not have the same result and it can be truly detrimental to their business. And on top of that, it's nerve-wracking as hell to live in constant fear of a bad guest 
just because you don't want them to throw a review tantrum. If anyone at Airbnb is listening to this, here is my suggestion regarding reviews that are contested by hosts or guests. Once someone submits a claim about a review, put that review in a non-public holding cell. This is just until the investigation is complete and a decision is made as to whether or not the review should stand or be removed. I think this would give both sides a chance to defend their sides of the story and the business will not suffer from any potential guests who read a bad review while it's still being investigated. These are just my two cents having gone through the process. But on that note, today's review reading will be the negative one that I received, but I'm going to focus on my response to her. This is a perfect example of how to properly respond to a bad review, which I covered in more depth in episode nine. So again, she said, accused me of smoking weed in the home. And then she just rated me ones all the way down. My response was, quote, thank you for your review. Our house rules are strict against smoking of any kind inside the home. Our pre-booking message states that your booking equals your acceptance of the rules. During inspection, only 20 minutes after you checked out, an incredibly strong odor of marijuana, which is illegal in this state, was present throughout the home. Unfortunately, housekeeping spent an extra two hours to air out the home, sanitize, disinfect, and remove all the marijuana ashes from trash cans, bathroom floors, and towels. We have several pictures of the ashes to prove this. Some items had to be thrown away because of the smoke damage. We asked you to compensate for this violation. You did not respond, and then you wrote this untrue review. We urge potential guests to read the other 82-plus glowing reviews for both of our properties. We are a five-star super host. We take the maintenance and upkeep of our homes very seriously. End quote. Well, that was an earful. And that was the point. Like I said in my last episode, when you have to respond to a bad review, make it lengthy, keep it factual, and accentuate the positives. I hope on everything holy that I will never have to deal with this again. But if I do, I take comfort knowing that Airbnb has my back so long as I have not violated any of their policies regarding reviews. I'm glad I can put this behind me and get back to being a five-star superstar superhost. I am happy to share specifics and more detail about how I maintain superstar superhost status if you want. Shoot me an email found in the show notes and I'll get it to you. In the meantime, please subscribe and share this podcast with everyone you know and leave me a five-star review. Thank you for listening and for following the journey with Lux House and Home. Till next time.